Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome back to a special bonus episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that's podcast determined, determined to keep the spirit keep the of Christmas alive, spirit alive, 366 days per year. year. I'm Anthony. Oh man, I'm Julia. And I just made us both crash and burn on that intro. <laughs> Merry Christmas, y'all. It's Christmas. I hope oh Santa's man, I, it was so awesome. I uh, woke up this morning, I think, and I think, or I think Ellie woke us up this morning. Maybe that's what happened, and uh, drug us out to see what she got under the tree. Um, and uh, you know, right now I'm just waiting on the the, the turkey to finish cooking and uh, the family to come over. What are y'all doing this morning, Anthony? I like your Christmas pajamas. Thank you, Mickey Mouse. Yeah, those are and great. Santa hat from the Mickey Disney Mouse. store. I've already dressed up for Christmas dinner. Y'all can't see, but I came in style wearing a wooden Santa bolo where the mm-hmm. bottom the bottom parts of the, bo- the, the bolo are his mittens. <laughs> oh, very cool. How is my Christmas day going, you ask? My Christmas day was fine. I was a child and woke Sarah up at 5.30 to open gifts. And then we called her parents. And then we went to my parents' house to open gifts. And now we're social distancing and we just watched Wonder Woman 1984 on HBO Max because they finally decided to drop it on HBO because there's at the same time theaters open. So that's our family movie for the day. And yeah, it's a fun, uh, fun day so far. What about you, Julia? We have a strict do not wake up early policy in our house, which is pretty easy to enforce because all of us are sleep inners. Who would have so, thought Julia was the, the Julia, the favorite elf, was the Grinch on Christmas morning? <laughs> really, there's like no enforcement that I have to do because the kids just like, they love to sleep. And so they sleep. And so it was relaxing. And we got up, I mean, early for us, which is like, I don't know, 830. It's pretty early for us in the Colburn house. And, you know, leisurely coffee, watch some parade on TV. That's cool. Stuff. Julia, can you, for our listeners, do that face every mom makes when you're opening a gift? You know, the meme with her holding the coffee cup? Because <laughs> the gift that, uh, you know, the kids, you said you'd never get the kids, but then you do. So you're doing that meme when they're opening the gift. Can you do that for our listeners and post a picture? The gift you get your kid that you said you'd never get them, but you end up getting them? Yeah, so it's your face holding the coffee cup, watching them unwrap it with that knowing smile on your face. You know that meme? You've seen that meme. <laughs> Maybe. You'll have to find it and send it to me. I just look like Baby Yoda when I hold my coffee cup. <laughs> I can Straight, totally see that. All the heat into my body. Oh, speaking, <laughs> speaking of which, actually, that would have been a good transition, but I do have a question. Which Muppet did you skin alive the other day for your coat? <laughs> 
skinned and bleached to think it was Cookie Monster. Um, <gasps> no! That is like legit the most comfortable thing I've ever bought from it a It looked club. super comfortable. <laughs> it's but, so cozy. But like you said in your own caption, the Muppet who fell by your blade or whatever you said. It, uh, it looks like a Muppet. It looks like I'm wearing Muppet skins, but it's not. It's not. Because Muppets are safe in my household. It's fake Muppet. It's faux Muppet. I was about to say, we need to call Mita Muppet. <laughs> Change the P to M. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, boy. So, Julia, why don't you tell us what brings us together today on Christmas Day? I mean, we're all about Christmas here on the podcast, and we're all about extra goodies for Christmas, especially, which is why you're hearing from us today, unexpectedly. This special day, we're covering the Lego Star Wars holiday special that just debuted a month-ish ago on Disney+. Plus. Because why not? We could celebrate Christmas and Life Day on the same day, can't we? I mean, I feel like... (laughs) No, we in fact cannot. No, we're going to. I I feel like Life Day is their version of Christmas, clearly, as we'll get into when we discuss this plot. So, yeah, we're covering the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. Not to be confused with the awful live-action Star Wars Holiday Special we covered a few years ago. Okay, the Um, difference between the two, this one very much knows exactly what it was doing, right? The the original was trying to do something and failing miserably, and this one knows it's not going to, so it just owns who and what it is. I don't know what the original one was trying to do. Have we ever figured that out? Uh, it introduced Boba Fett to audiences before Empire Strikes Back. Without Boba no. Fett, there'd be no Mandalorians. Without any Mandalorians in Star Wars, there'd be no show called The Mandalorian. So really, no child. we have no child. So, really, we can trace Baby Yoda right back to the Star Wars, original Star Wars holiday special, a direct line, which makes that awful thing worth it. And that's what I'm going with, why that is important to pop culture. No? No one's going to argue. Good. Um, (laughs) It's Christmas. We can't argue. We have to save all of that up for our families that we don't get to see today, right? I was about to say, what Christmas Ooh. experience have you had in the past? I wonder, y'all. Uh, are alcohol sales going to be really down this year for Christmas since people aren't, you know, doing the whole family thing? Around their family? Yeah. Be up. Because, I mean, it's like, what does he say? Now you you to know, be... even, even people that hate their mothers love their mothers. Uh, who's my favorite actress in the whole wide world that's on Mom, that's in Juno, that's the mom? I can't um, remember her last name. Janway? Janie. Yeah, Allison Janie. Allison Janie. That's it. She says, even people that hate their mothers love their mothers. And it's That's like that with Christmas. 100% even true. people that don't like their family still love their family. So they would drink if they had to be around their family. They will drink because they are not able to be around their family. That might not be from Juno. Oh, well. So Life Day. <laughs> Tom, do you want to give us a plot synopsis? off the top of your head because this special is so new that when you google synopsis of the lego star wars holiday special nothing's coming up okay so we're back to celebrate life day in epic fashion thanks to poe and his tis the podcast like enthusiasm for life day yes Uh, Yes. somehow through the course of this short episode i think we end up covering 
every planet, every setting, every character from every Star Wars movie uh, <laughs> in a way that that only a that I would have thought only a child's imagination could put together. It was awesome. And I'm not a big Star Wars fan. I've, I've said that numerous times. I am not a big Star Wars fan. I think my my I mean, I like some of the newer ones, some, but uh, I, I, I'm not as immersed in the Star Wars culture as many of our listeners are. But I think the Lego aspect and just how ridiculous this special is, it, it, how, how ridiculous the special intentionally is, gives me so much love for it. I mean, it is just amazing. Not only that, but I really love how much they make fun of Poe. <laughs> Uh, I feel like Poe is the Anthony of this special. I felt, I felt like that while watching. <laughs> Did you really? Did you see yourself when he was getting angry and sad because he kept burning the tur- turkey thing? And Finn and Rose were like, "I think it's time to send out a distress single signal." I thought of you two, <laughs> like watching me rant and rave on this show. <laughs> but yeah, so I really love this too as a huge star wars fan this is like a love letter to star wars there were so many i mean it could be enjoyed by anyone but there are so many deep cut jokes in this that i really appreciated and i have quotes galore which makes me so happy because it's been so long since we have a quote heavy episode and what amazed me about this special too is that while They don't celebrate Christmas in a galaxy far, far away. Life Day felt very Christmassy this time around, including some weird... The Darth Vader, Darth Vader sweater. (laughs) sweater. (laughs) (laughs) Including the uh, jingle bells in another foreign alien language and a Christmas, a Life Day tree and lights on the Falcon and snow and and, and Yoda dressed up in a Dickensian (laughs) outfit at the end. So funny. Yoda was my least favorite part of this. I said I I'm just gonna throw it out there right now and then Julia can tell us what she thought. But I'm gonna throw out the villains, the traditional Star Wars villains are my favorite part of this. Darth Vader. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. The the I like how they how uh Darth Vader and Kylo Ren are so emo in this, right? It's not just <laughs> Kylo Ren being a little emo, like Darth Vader's like getting his feelings hurt by the Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> around every corner and then I like how the emperor is trying to trying to turn on Darth Vader but not doing so very well right like <laughs> uh Julia what did you think overall? oh I really liked this I was really excited about it um and when I get really excited about any of these I get a little worried that all the funny stuff is going to be in the trailer and that was not the case for this one. It was enjoyable through and through. Um, not just funny, but I mean, it hit me in the feels a few parts too. And it just, it was nostalgic. It it made me want to watch the movies again. So it was a total win. Although I don't think there were any Rogue One specific characters in this there were, one. There was no Rogue, Ro- Rogue One references and no Solo mm-hmm. references. I think those were the only two oh, right. that didn't okay. get referenced. But everything else did. 
to yeah. hilarious effect as we'll get to when we walk through this plot and get through quotes and everything like that. Because especially when they're making fun of the prequels, there are some great lines I think we all felt while watching those prequels that they just decided to embrace here. Um, essentially, this plot is we're post episode nine. Part of the time. Part yeah. of the time. Uh, Ray is now a full-on Jedi, and she's training Finn to be a Jedi on Life Day. Mm -hmm. Uh, So while she is training Finn to disastrous results, he's not very good, but she's training him how Obi-Wan had trained Luke in A New Hope with the little robot flying around his head and zapping him. Poe is getting ready to celebrate Life Day on the Millennium Falcon. They're, getting, they're, at, they're on Kashyyyk, the Wookiee home planet, and they're waiting for the arrival of Chewbacca's family, who we were introduced to in the original Star Wars Holiday Special <laughs> during their 20 minutes of Wookiee talk without any subtitles. Right off the bat, tons of Star Wars references on the Falcon. You have all four droids there, R2-D2 and C-3PO and BB-8 and that new one with the wheel and you have a bunch He's of so por- cute i love him. he is and you have the porgs who are basically making fun of finn as he's as he's training which is hilarious yes it is and so speaking of the porgs i love the porgs they're adorable and i love later on when chewie's family comes aboard and they keep trying to eat the porgs but uh, <laughs> did you see okay so before we get into the, sh- the episode or the show uh, I really like the poster that I saw for it originally, which is like two Luke from your father. It's just a Lego hand with a bow on it. Did y'all see that? <laughs> oh yeah, I like that too. No. <laughs> I mean, if you if there was any question at all about whether this is going to be funny or not, you that kind of gave it away to me. Uh, the opening scene. Are we ready to jump in? Do we need to do cast or anything like that, or can we just jump in? I would say no one in this cast is big enough, except Billy D. Williams and Anthony Daniels reprise their roles right. from the movies. Yep. Uh, so we open up with Finn training as a Jedi with Ray's lightsaber, right? From mm-hmm. yep. the Rise of the Skywalker. Yep. Yellow, which is cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then we, we our first our first encounter with the Porgs. <laughs> <laughs> and Ray gets frustrated that she is not, she doesn't feel she's a good teacher. So she's slipping through these ancient Jedi texts and finds something about how on Life Day, if she goes to the old Jedi temple, she'll essentially find what? Some answers, right? With a key yes, to the yes. galaxy's past, a Jedi's future becomes clear. So yes. she takes her X Wing and BB 8 says she'll be back in time for life day dinner essentially and jets off to the jedi temple to get some answers about well this early fight between ray and finn did it remind you of anything luke and yoda in empire strikes back yeah them fighting (laughs) oh god yes it did and so when ray gets to the temple she discovers did we ever get a name for this thing that makes a crystal yeah, it's like it's like something that travels through like time and space of the galaxy far, far away, right? Like mm-hmm. it'll just start spinning and open up a wormhole and you don't know where it's taking you. We just ends up through and that's how we go through the entire history of Star Wars, right? Uh, oh yes. So yes, it takes her first to Dagobah, where she's seeing Luke 
get trained by Yoda. And this is where we find out Yoda is a Republican because, <laughs> because, because Yoda is watching them train and Yoda's like, do or do not. There is no try. And Luke's like, isn't trying like a good thing? And Yoda's like, participation trophies for Jedi. There are not. And there are not. <laughs> But Ray is psyched to be seeing her master, get trained by her master's master, and she's so psyched to see this, but then a swamp creature comes out of the swamps of Dagobah, grabs BB-8, and to save him, Ray takes a crystal, waves it through the air, opens another wormhole, and they get sent back to the Jedi Temple. And here, Ray is super excited, because she's like, I can go through time and space, like you said, and see all these other Jedi Padawan relationships and see what I'm doing wrong and learn how to be a better teacher to Finn. So she waves so she the has crystal. some ability to control where she goes. I mean, especially at the but end, later, she's but later, controlling. Just, when they're, that's true, but when they're trying, I, I was more referencing when she and Darth Vader are fighting over and it just keeps opening up into random places. Right, right. But that's when they're not holding it. You're right. That's To be fair, she has some control, but... Yeah, so the next place she takes us is... To the prequel trilogy, episode one, where I laughed and I laughed and I laughed here because young Obi-Wan is sitting there with Qui-Gon Jinn and he's literally banging his head on the table like, ugh, bored, 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 who cares about a train dispute? Which was hilarious because that's everyone's problem with the prequels. Is this yeah. where, is this where she had a good feeling about where she was going? No, that's or right that before way? she ends up at the Death Star later on. Oh, right, 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 right. That's like, okay. I just remember her having a good feeling and everything going downhill. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, things get a little risky here because the gas starts coming in, the like poisonous mm-hmm. gas or whatever, and she quickly takes a crystal. <laughs> waves it around and her and BB-8 are transferred to the Clone Wars where Anakin's a little grown now and he has flowers in his hand he's bringing Padme. <laughs> uh, I like the uh, hello there. Hello there. Obi-Wan. Hello there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Obi-Wan finds her and he, um, he takes out his lightsaber like he's going to fight her so she quickly leaves here and she ends up <laughs> in Luke's lap in the X-Wing on his Death Star <laughs> run. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> in a new hope. And here here where I thought she was gonna actually mess up time here and cause him to miss the yeah, shot. Yeah, I was Did worried I, about that. Was anyone well. else? No. Yeah, yeah, I was really I, yeah, worried. Yeah, about that. because the I was afraid of the butterfly effect, right? What's gonna happen? Yep. Yeah. Yep, but I uh, <laughs> He doesn't. She's like, listen to your master, because Obi-Wan keeps saying use the force. <laughs> and uh <laughs> we get Han Solo's classic, Yeehaw! Let's blow this thing. <laughs> it still gave me goosebumps in oh, Lego I, form. It yeah. gave me goosebumps. I love but, it. but this is this is funny too, because Ray tells him to use the Ray's the one who tells him essentially use the force, listen to your master. He blows a Death Star and then she disappears and he's like, Thank you and Han Solo thinks he's thanking him. He's like, You're welcome. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which is kind of funny that she uh, she apparently knows what's gonna happen and she's she's telling her master what to do so that he can become the Jedi that's going to train her later. It's just this very circular yeah. thing. Uh, yeah. next we get to my favorite part of this whole show. It's uh, the whole show. 
Wait, wait. So before they show up there, though, they get back to the Jedi Temple, and she is thrilled. She's so excited by this new crystal thing, and she's like, amazing! You see my master, my master's master, my master's master's master, my master's father, my master's father's master! And BB-8 tells Freaky, like, shaking his head, like, BB-8 thinks it's time to go back. Go back to the Falcon, celebrate life day. But to your point, Tom, what does she do? She says, I have a good feeling about this next one. (laughs) And this is where they go to the Death Star, and we see Emperor Palpatine and Darth Vader. The second Death Star. The second, death, the second Death Star, yeah. So she shows up, and Emperor Palpatine's like, soon the rebels will arrive and fall into my trap. By the time they discover Death Star 2 is fully operational, it will be too late. They will be destroyed, and I shall rule the galaxy for eternity. And Darth Vader kind of sighs, and he's like, I sense you disagree, Lord Vader. And he's like, no, it's just... Death Star 2 feels kind of derivative. (laughs) I suppose you have a better name. How about Star Killer Killer Base? That's the stupidest name I've ever heard of. (laughs) Uh, I love the Christmas present here. Yeah, the life day present. The life day present. Darth Vader gives the Emperor among the galaxy's best emperor. And the emperor gets so freaking annoyed, like, oh, what is this? <laughs> I'm the galaxy's only emperor. <laughs> and he throws it away. And Darth is like, hey, I had to hit every gift shop in Batu to find that. <laughs> Which that's like from Disney's Disneyland Star Wars experience. Yes, that's the that's the land in Disney. Yeah, World. which is fun. Uh, I um. So what I love about this part here is that uh, it kind of retcons the original Return of the Jedi. Apparently, Return of the Jedi, the final battle took place on Life Day, judging from this scene. So Return of the Jedi is officially a Life Day movie. Uh, Hot take. Hot Hot take. take. There you go. You should tweet that before everybody else starts saying it. Yeah. Hot take. Any excuse to talk more Star Wars on this show, right, in the future? (laughs) So, Ray, of course, is like, uh, I showed up at the wrong place. She causes the circle to reappear. Her and BB-8 go through it, but the Emperor and Vader spot her, and the Emperor shoves Vader through, like, what is that crystal thing? Get me my real present! And shoves Vader through the portal after her. I think, I really do think the Emperor was my favorite character in this whole special. Oh, he was hilarious. I loved him. Like, I would love, like, I hope they keep doing these Lego things, because I would love, like, a Vader Emperor, like, road trip movie. Galaxy trip movie. Yes! Oh my gosh, how funny would that be? So as this is going on, back on the Millennium Falcon, Finn is trying to roast what is, it's the equivalent of what a turkey or a ham would be on Christmas dinner. I forget what yeah. the yip is. For, uh, is this where we have the line where they're like, we're all okay as long as Poe doesn't say... I have a great idea I've or something. I've got a He's plan. Like, oh, I've got a plan. Yeah, as long as put him say I've got a plan, and then we are, I've got a plan. And the Wookiees are like, no. <laughs> he's trying he's trying to roast it with the Galaxy <laughs> the Millennium Falcons like hyperdrive, like <laughs> it on it. Yeah, it burns completely. And he's so sad. This is where you see Poe start to fall apart a little bit. <laughs> but 
this is when we get like a five minute montage of Ray and Vader fighting through all the different Star Wars movies as they're fighting over the crystal and the crystal keeps sending them through time. And as they go through time, more and more of the characters from these various movies get sucked into the portal with them. Yes. But right off the bat, oh my God, we go to Hoth and they're fighting and Vader's about to kill Ray. Oh, Vader. That's when oh, Vader yeah. and his stormtroopers coming and the stormtroopers stop in confusion and vader's like what are you doing follow me but you're right there that's not me sure look at the helmet chest buttons heavy breathing we are invading the rebel base and then the other darth vader pops up forget the rebel base stop the girl you dare (laughs) contradict me i'm in charge here no i'm in charge who do you think you are? I'm you. No, you're me. And the stormtroopers are watching this go back and forth. And one of them's like, any idea what the protocol is here? The <laughs> <laughs> stormtroopers suddenly have personality. Yeah. yeah. So much personality. And this takes us to where, Julia? Revenge of the Sith. Mustafar. Um, it's, where's it at? Mustafar, Mustafar. Like the lava planet. Mustafar. No, no, Mustafar is yeah, so... You can't say like that. You have to say Mustafar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, and well, 20-year-old, however old he is, he's not kid Anakin anymore. Anakin's fighting um, Obi-Wan in the background. It's the lava planet. And they land on one of those floating rafts that they're fighting on. Like, I don't even know what it is. And they're not there long. No. But doesn't Anakin uh, make some funny comment? I don't know Anakin, how you got all these quotes, by the way. You must have just like watched it multiple so times. The, I watched it twice. Notepad. The second time was with a notepad. <laughs> and, the, and it was like their fight, Obi-Wan and Anakin are having the big dramatic fight that eventually turns him into Darth Vader. And Anakin's yeah. like, I hate you, Obi-Wan. And Obi-Wan's like, careful, Anakin. Anger leads to hate. The hate, hate leads to, I know what it I leads know what to. It leads to. <laughs> <laughs> this was funny next we hit up some mandalorian yes, yes. we get baby yoda <laughs> and the chop and mando he's so sweet yep yeah and they all say oh like they stop fighting for a second <laughs> just to look at the baby yeah <laughs> then then they hit pod racing which quickly takes them <laughs> to the clone wars because you see two clones on traffic <laughs> I'm trapping. Oh, oh my god! racers, <laughs> racers. You don't see that every day. But this Jeez. is where this is where we get their personality. Where he's like, he he said something. Oh, he's like, uh, I, I, and he's like, I was just thinking the same thing. Sometimes I feel like we're the same, we're the same person. <laughs> and then they say, then they, they say the same thing. Double jinx. Double jinx. <laughs> I hope that was as perfect as it was on my end, Anthony, because we were just in sync. <laughs> Oh, I loved it. That was so funny. I sometimes feel like we're the same person. So then you get really quick shots of them going from planet to planet to planet, movie to movie to movie. More and more people piling up and getting sucked into their vortexes of them until they land mm-hmm. on Tatooine when young Luke mm-hmm. is looking at the binary sunset. First of all, he's drinking blue milk out of blue a milk. <laughs> that, that leaves a oh milk must, blue milk mustache. And all these people dump out of the wormhole on his farm and the Han Solo see Greedo and they're like, you want to shoot first after you. And, and then they shoot Greedo. And um, Luke Skywalker's, 
Darth Maul crawling because he's missing his body. Oh my gosh, because he's still determined to take people down. So uh, Luke is like, who are you guys? And Ray's like, Master Skywalker. And Darth Vader's like, my son. I mean, these binary sons sure are But, but what I love how dumb young Luke is, by the way. Oh, how young they play him is. like what? Like he's a beach boy yeah. or something. Like a, yeah, yeah, beach guy. <laughs> and I love, I love it because he finds a crystal. And he's like, "Hey, what's this?" And Darth Vader and Ray kind of charge at him, and Luke is like, "Prayer farm, prayer farm, no trespassing." Next, we go to find Kylo Ren. Oh, so before oh. that, Vader sends Ray, young Luke, and BB-8 back to the present, back to the Jedi Temple, but to keeps the crystal, and gives it to Palpatine, like, Merry Christmas, Merry Life Day, Happy Life Merry Day, Life Day. Yeah. It took you so long. <laughs> it took you so long, yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, the Emperor's plan is to change the future. Well, see the future, because he wants to see how it's going when he's ruling, oh, let's say 30 years from now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Go to Kylo how awesome Ren. he's doing as Supreme Leader or whatever. Right? Supreme <laughs> Leader, is that better than Emperor? That sounds better than Emperor. Kind of, kind of sounds like it. <laughs> and Kylo Ren is shirtless. Shirtless. <laughs> okay, that was my favorite scene in the whole thing. When Hux comes in and he's asking him and he's trying to talk to him, but he keeps saying like Peck or... Yeah, so he, keeps, uh, he keeps doing like the Clark Griswold nipply, nipply, nipply. Like that's what I felt yes, like today. Yes. Hux was uh, doing so when funny. To him. So today, the day we're recording this is Adam Driver's birthday. By the way, happy birthday, oh, Kylo! Happy birthday! But um, uh, I, he's complaining about his helmet being just ruined, right? Yeah, and <laughs> uh, and Emperor Palpatine asks him. He's like, so. Uh, before you can move on from the helmet, and Bar Palpatine puts it, puts it back together for him, and Darth Vader's like, oh, real original. Real original. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I like, he's like, so would you ever say, or how's your loyalty? Would you ever say, throw your master into a, what would he say? A reactor shaft? A reactor shaft. <laughs> <laughs> and we get the flashback of Kylo betraying Snoke, and he's like, a reactor shaft? No. <laughs> but before we get to that, the Emperor is so excited to hear what's happening in the future. He's like, and, and Kylo Ren is so excited to see him. He's like, I'm about to finish what you started. I just made myself Supreme Leader. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll talk about the Supreme Leader stuff later. So I assume I now rule the entire galaxy for all eternity. Hmm? Well, uh, okay. Well, most of the galaxy... Some of the galaxy, that lousy Tibetan gas mine, anything? <laughs> and he's like, boy, do I have a story to tell you. <laughs> you, think you? And he's like, you think maybe you could put on a shirt before you tell it? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and then it cuts to him finishing the story. He's like, let me get this straight. He betrays me, throws me down a reactor shaft, and I don't rule the galaxy for a turn. <laughs> <laughs> so this is when we get more life day stuff in the present so poe's not th things aren't going the way poe wants them to right but not he's not all. giving up he's not giving up 
but he, he does have a moment. Uh, he's wearing, I love his, uh, he's got his Life Day shirt on. That's like Life Day Christmas sweater with PB-8 on it. With a Santa hat on his head. With a Santa hat on top of PB-8. But this is where uh, Poe starts making reference to, he, this is where he starts talking about Jar Jar Binks' speech to the Senate. And he's like, comparing <laughs> how awful Life Day is so far to be Jar Jar Binks' Senate speech. Yeah, yeah, this is a bigger disaster than Jar Jar Binks' Senate speech, which any diehard fan will know of Star Wars, Jar Jar Binks was a deciding vote in the Galactic Senate that gave Emperor Palpatine supreme power over the galaxy. <laughs> that would be like a couple of people from, you know, a couple of electors from Minneapolis refusing to certify the election for not Trump, right? I mean, that's basically what Jar Jar Binks did. Yeah. Jar Jar Binks. What a clown. I'm glad he ended up working on it as a street clown on Naboo as a failure in life. I like how many references we've had, though, like, or how many rumors have come out about, like, what was it? With one of the movies, there were rumors everywhere that we were going to see, like, Jar Jar Binks' head somewhere, like, on a wall mm-hmm. somewhere. Yeah. Uh, we, well, there's still a bunch of rumors now that in the Obi-Wan show, we're going to see him again. Oh gosh! Really? He's like, he is the worst character in this whole universe. Okay, so <laughs> this is also where Rose and Finn had invited. Life Day is about being with friends and family, right? So we figured the more the merrier, and we get all these. We get Jawas. <laughs> we get Greedo who comes in and he's like Mukluki, <laughs> which made me laugh so much. Because that was that stupid edit George Lucas made to the original film where Greedo says, McLucky, before Han Solo shoots him. So when he came in and said that, I found it hilarious. Uh, Chewbacca's family comes in. Lando comes in with Admiral Ackbar. And he's like, please be a cape. Please be a cape. And it is a cape. And Admiral Ackbar is like, what's he say, Julia? It's a rope. (laughs) (laughs) A cape. It's a rope. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and that's when uh, Finn and Rose start singing what is essentially Jingle Bells. It's the same tune and everything. It's just in a foreign ang- alien language. <laughs> but then we get to one of my favorite favorite parts. And this is back on the Death Star 2. And the Emperor showing Kylo Ren around. And he's like, nice, right? Second Death Star. We built two of these bad boys. <laughs> <laughs> Kylo Ren's like, I know. And that's how he got the name for that Star Killer base. Ooh, Star Killer, good name. And Darth Vader's like, <laughs> Darth Vader's like, hey, oh, you forgot you were still here. <laughs> <laughs> and, th- and this is where you see Palpatine get the idea hey, you know, go get Luke from the Forest Moon of Endor. You know, essentially, I'm going to replace you with Kylo Ren and he's going to be my new apprentice and we're going to kill you both. Mm-hmm. And Kylo Ren even says, uh, not to point out the obvious, but sending Vader down to the forest moon of Endor to get Skywalker sets off the exact chain of events that ends with Vader picking you up and chucking you down a reactor shaft, and there's no coming back from that. And then he kind of looks at the camera. <laughs> yep. So, in the present, I guess, the future, that present future, Ray and Luke and BB-8 are stuck at the Jedi Temple. Well, BB-8's actually destroyed. He got roughed up, right? And he we did. see he did. Luke is competent and manages to put the droid back together. Better and, uh, than he was before. He yeah. He has Zoomies the rest of the show. <laughs> he even says, wow, I've never seen a droid do that before. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this is when Ghost Yoda shows up 
to a despondent Ray, kind of has a heart to heart with her. And he tells her, All teachers fail. Saw my failure with Luke on Dagobah, you did. That's different. No, not different. From failure, we can learn. Learn to be a better student or better teacher. Come, let me show you what you failed to see. And then we essentially get Yoda becoming the ghost of Christmas something present. And takes Ray to see how her friends are celebrating on the Millennium Falcon. How they're celebrating Life Day. And he tells her, so focused on the books you were, the most important things you forgot. Knowledge and training Jedi need, yes. But useless these things are without connections. What do you see? Jedi masters and their students? Students, yes. But also, friends, understand now you do. A happy life day, I wish you, Ray. A happy life day, Master Yoda. And this is our Linus moment, right? This is when Ray realizes yeah. she missed the whole point of life day. And she has been messing up. Like, she had everything she needs to be a good Jedi and a good teacher and a good friend all along. Mm-hmm. And this is when she realizes she doesn't need a crystal to open up a portal back in time. There's a, she can use a force in the temple to open up a passage to the Death mm-hmm. Star. And, at, and it's actually this beautiful scene with the Star Wars theme playing as all the crystals are circling around her. And Yoda. It's really pretty. Yeah. Really and Yoda cool. has a voiceover about how all living things the Force connects. In connection, strength we find, and happen great things can. Which I like that. Yes, Life Day seems to have the same message as Christmas, which is about it's about who you surround yourself with. That's Christmas is about Jesus. I don't know how many times I have to tell you this. It's about the birth. In the incarnation of Christ. God, I'm so tired of reminding you. We keep talking about what Christmas is about. That's what Christmas is about. Jeez. So back on the Death Star 2. This is where this is where the climax of the movies happen. This is amazing. And they're going over the Emperor Palpatine's going over his plan with Kylo Ren. And Kylo Ren's like, I'm good with throwing my uncle Luke down a reactor, but Grandpa Vader too. Hey, don't get cold feet on me now, kid. <laughs> And that's when Ray and BBH show up, and she's like, Ben. And Palpatine's like, Ben? Who's Ben? <laughs> like, my name's Kylo, Kylo Ren. It's Kylo Ren to you. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, is- and of course, her and the Kylo start getting into the fight, but then Vader and Return of the Jedi era Luke show up. Is this we'll- where... The Emperor, is this where they talk about how much cooler Kylo Ren's lightsaber is in Vader's? Or was that, did I miss that? Was that earlier? <laughs> that was earlier. He's like, let me see a lightsaber, kid. <laughs> and it has the two, yeah. the two side proportions. He's like, ooh, a lot cooler than yours. Yeah. <laughs> like sparklers or something? Or sparkly? Huh? He says something Sparkly, like yeah, sparkly. Sparkly. <laughs> And oh, then that was, I, that was hilarious trolling. I love how Palpatine treats this. Like, so Vader and Jedi Luke show up. Farm Luke and Ray, Kylo Ren are here. And, BB, yep. and BB-8. And Emperor Palpatine's like, fine, destroy the girl first and Skywalker. And if Vader ever bothers to show up, destroy him too. And Vader's like, wait, what? what? Uncle Luke? <laughs> and Ben's like, Uncle Luke? uncle and then albert palpatine treats us like an episode of maury or something it's like ooh, this just got interesting (laughs) 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 and then then i love this because ray says to luke return of the jedi era luke no time to explain we need to i know destroy everyone in a black cape i know the drill (laughs) (laughs) 
but then what makes it even funnier i love vader's reaction he's like okay they want to destroy me as do you and you really not sure whose side i'm supposed to be on here <laughs> of course ray ends up winning she uses the force with the help of luke Gets the crystal, sends Kylo Ren back where he has one of his temper tantrums, which Hux walks in and sees him destroying the room and slowly backs out. And then she and BB-8 and Farm Luke leave. And before she leaves, Return of the Jedi looks like, don't you want to see and say, stay and see how this plays out? And she's like, no, I think I have a good idea. Good idea. <laughs> and the Emperor is furious. And this is when Vader picks him up to destroy him. <laughs> and the lightning rips off his shirt. <laughs> and you see he's wearing a Darth Vader ugly Christmas sweater. <laughs> and the Emperor is like, hey, what's with the sweater? Happy Life Day. <laughs> and doesn't the mug fall down after him too? Yeah, because yeah. he's he's falling down the reactor. He's like, as he's falling, he's like, galaxy's best emperor. Huh. Hey, this is actually pretty thoughtful. Why is I so mean about it? In fact, why is I always so... <gasps> it's a life day miracle! Oh, that's it! That's it! From now on, no more dark side. No more ruling the galaxy. Shivy Palpatine is going to change his ways! And then it's just... just <laughs> Ray has learned her lesson. She's done traveling through, through time. She goes back to the Millennium Falcon to celebrate Life Day. Everyone is so happy she's back to celebrate mm -hmm. the holiday with them. And she rewards Finn by giving him her lightsaber to carve pose. <laughs> and what happens here? He goes, I'm ready. You think I'm ready? And then he goes to cut it, and he cuts through the entire table. <laughs> as well the food, as the, the yip yip or whatever in the food. Yeah. <laughs> it's like just about the last straw for Poe. Until yeah. we see it's snowing. And then we get this beautiful, very Christmassy feeling ending. Where they all go outside, and the Wookiees are making snow angels, and there are snowball mm -hmm. fights. Uh, there's mistletoe. The porgs are sledding on their stomachs like they're penguins. Um, <laughs> you see lights are in the Millennium Falcon, Christmas lights like lining the Falcon, the Christmas trees poking through the roof. roof. And then we get a shot of ghost Luke and Leia, which I appreciated watching I over did them. I too. I like Watching that a over lot. them. And uh, we get one last voiceover from Yoda where he says, a time of joy, of friendship, of family. All of this life day is, and a happy one I wish you. And the book he was reading from closes, you see Yoda dressed like a Charles Dickens character with a hat. Like a plaid sweater on. I really want an ornament of Yoda looking like that for my, for my dream. <laughs> and uh, the end. And I, I laughed the entire time. I really yeah. did. Like... It didn't take itself seriously, but at the same time, it was such a love letter to start. You could tell they loved the source material. They weren't making fun of it as much as they're in on the joke. They're in on the fans' critiques. And it was just a, it was a pure joy for a Star Wars fan. Yes, it was. And not a, not a big and not Star, a big Wars, fan. Star Wars fan. Yep. Yeah. You, don't have to, you don't have to be a Star Wars fan. Like, 
knowing the Star Wars cinematic universe or the Star Wars universe will help in the history of the sh- movies, but I feel like you could walk in with nothing really, but the the general cultural references and still and still enjoy those. Absolutely. I mean, it redeemed the fact there was ever an awful Star Wars holiday special back in the seventies, for sure. <laughs> like, what more could you want from a Star Wars holiday special? Honestly, music, more music, more more music, more music. Okay, that's fair. So I got asked, who was your favorite in this? You said Kylo Ren, Julia. No, he wasn't my favorite. I liked him a lot. That scene where it was his shirt off and that other guy was one of my favorites. When he, the Clark Griswold scene. I think, I think, <laughs> I think Palpatine was my favorite. Palpatine was my favorite. He was the funniest. <laughs> he, he was. It probably <laughs> for me went, it honestly probably for me went Palpatine, Darth Vader, Kylo Ren. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and I like that, that they took these really intimidating villains from the original movies and made them so human. Mm-hmm. in lego form and i love the lego bits too like they didn't forget the fact that these were lego characters like when ray lands in the swamp in dagobah she literally takes off her hair and shakes oh, yeah the, war- the swamp water out <laughs> i just like watching them sit up like when they land on the ground it, they jangle a little bit right and then when they sit up they just kind of hinge yeah. the hip and it's so funny <laughs> yep i don't know there are so many good scenes but i think my favorite scene <laughs> was on Hoth with the two Darth Vaders where the stormtroopers are so confused and the Vaders are so confused. I still think my favorite scene is is the one where uh, Darth Vader gives Palpatine his present and is trying so hard to get to be in his good graces. <laughs> I went to every every gift shop in Batu for that. <laughs> I definitely enjoyed the time travel stuff more than the present life day stuff. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, I did too. I think it was just amount, just the right amount of present day life day stuff, though. Just yes. to break it up and kind of give it that breathing room, and then they'd go back to the action. So, so you said you got legit feels from this, right? Yeah, I did. When? Um, so the end with the snow, legit feels, and then some of this Ray's stuff when she realized, you know, her Linus moment. They gave me real with feels. Yoda. Yeah. yeah, me too. Did you get any feelings from this, Tom? Uh, how could I not with the sweaters they were wearing, right? <laughs> and that last scene, like you said, was pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. I feel like the whole special 49 minutes would have been worth it just for that final shot of Yoda in that garb. I was so freaking <laughs> random. I was like, what am I watching here? <laughs> but uh, no, I agree. Yeah, so I had a line this moment. Is this a Life Day movie? Did you get festive feels from this? It's obviously yes. not Christmas. It was a movie set at Life Day. <laughs> Is that going to affect your score? No. We talked about this with Jingle Jangle. This no. This will not affect my score. Mind I'm going to add this to my holiday canon every Christmas. It gave me Thank enough. You. Life Day is Christmas in the Star Wars universe, clearly. And it gave me enough of those Life Day feels throughout to put this in my canon. So. Me too. Why don't which we rank list, this? Is this which list is this going on? Special television specials. I'm going to give it a solid nine. I'm giving it an 8.95. I can't quite put it up with Charlie Brown. I'm going to do 8.5. Which gives us an average of 8.8167. Which, which puts that number six on our list between Frosty the Snowman and Trek the Halls. 
So pretty high up. There. I can dig it. I can dig it too. Cool. Yep. Yeah, I, can, I can honestly say after we did our Star Wars holiday special, I never thought another version of the Star Wars holiday special would be in our the top of our Christmas TV specials list. Sure. Well, until this year, that would have been true. But I could have imagined it. Yeah. No. Yeah. <clears throat> Although it's funny when remember when we did that, there were rumblings. John Favreau had started a rumor, oh, I'd like to do a Star Wars holiday special one day. And they were like, mm-hmm. oh, he's going to do a live action one with Ray and Finn and Poe. And then, well, hey, I like when we're pleasantly surprised. Remember, none of us thought the Grinch remake, the animated one, would be good. And look how high that ranked. I like when we're right. surprised. Right. I was I was the one giving that one all the hate. Remember the Grinch one? I was like, I'm trying to be optimistic. I don't think so. And yep. I was wrong on that one. But this is such a nice little Christmas present from Lucasfilm and Disney Plus for sure. Yes, it was. It was. Let's not let's not do any sales pitches. Let's just let people yeah. let's just walk away. Let people have a great day. Have a Merry Christmas. Enjoy your time with your family. Know that we all have care a- very much about you and are grateful for you. And uh and we hope Santo was good to you. And that even under these this unusual banner of celebrating the holidays, the unusual COVID banner, you're still having a day of joy and festive fun and cheer. And we hope this episode brings you a little bit of that too. And hopefully next year, we'll, this time, we'll all be back to normal. Bye. So, bye. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.